When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is a global original podcast. Hi Mel, that's JK and this is the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Coming up on this week's episode, we've got a beaut of a confession. Oh. Absolute corker. Plus, we'll be talking to the cast of Lion King, the musical. Mm. I've got a cracking box set to share with you. And of course, JK's got new tech. No, I haven't. Shh, he hasn't. <laughs> All that and more coming up on the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Right, before we started uh, recording today, <laughs> you, you were talking about um, you never guess what got delivered today. And I was like, okay, yeah. what have they got delivered? Um, now, I know, I, I don't think you are that bad when it comes to sort of Amazon, eBay sort of deliveries. You're quite good with stuff like that, aren't you? You don't really buy crap. No, I did buy 10 ponchos today. Well, okay, well, apart from the 10 ponchos... <laughs> You usually don't buy much crap. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really. Why did you buy ponchos? Uh, because, well, this is a whole conversation in itself. Basically, Arsenal Football Club, who yeah. I support, yeah. I took Ted to see a game and he loved it. And then, like, coincidentally, I've been on the waiting list for a season ticket for a long time, 10 years maybe. Yeah. And I get this email saying, you're now at the top of the list, like this. So I rung them up. I was like, okay, great. Um, can I get two? And they were like, no, only your account is on. So I was like, well, that's useless because I'm never going to come to the football on my own. So I made a bit of a fuss about it. And the long and short of it, I ended up being offered for two season tickets. And back when I went on the list, they were probably like £3,000 each or something stupid like this. For this, they were almost giving them away. Really? I think it's reflective of, of how um, bad the... Uh, the Arsenal are playing this year. <laughs> I um, didn't want to say. Anyway, they were, they were nearly giving them away. So I ended up going, all right, I'll have a couple. <laughs> but when we went to this game with Ted, it rained and we got pretty wet and the lady in front actually ended up giving us a spare poncho. Yeah. Just like one of those recyclable ones. Okay. Or re- reusable ones. So I ordered a couple of those just to shove in my pocket when we go to the football. I mean, that was the dullest story I think that I've ever heard. And it's my own fault because I asked for it. I mean, You led me there. I, it's not your fault. It's I'm taking responsibility for that terrible yeah. story. That is right. without Let's doubt. Let's go back to what got delivered this morning. So yeah, okay. So I, you, you, you'll never guess what it was. And you said it was Jen. So I'm Imagine Jen is the person in the relationship that buys crap. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, right, she, cool. I mean, yes. So let's play the yes-no game. Um, is it tech? No, it's not tech. Okay. Is it a living thing? Yes. Oh, and you haven't got another... No! Oi! Noah in his friggin' ark. You haven't got another pet, have you? Yes. Did Okay, did you know about this pet? 
not so it's been on order for a while so i did know at the point of purchase after it had been purchased is, is it another sausage dog no is it's it low maintenance to be fair it's low maintenance it's a tortoise isn't it it's a tortoise oh you didn't no <laughs> do you know how long they, do you know how long they live for yeah like i mean, I mean they will it, we're talking than me. over a hundred years old <laughs> no i'm not joking like they, they, i know i don't think he's gonna i, I said to Jen, maybe she's one time she tried before i was with her but she tried to buy a micro pig right there's no such thing you know those pigs it's well the pigs those little mini pigs no. that live in the house you can no. get them no such thing okay i work with fia tarrant who is chris tarrant's daughter okay on heart right her mum has got what she thought was a micro pig have you seen the size yeah. of it now do a quick search for um for tarrant pig all right have a look at that so do, i think what, what's 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 her mum called Ah, <laughs> have you seen it? Jesus. Yeah, it's yeah, huge. It's huge. Yeah, that but was that's, a, that's what happened. That Jen was a tried to order one, and that they they said, "How how will we get it into your garden? Will we need to crane it in?" She's like, "It's only small. Why would you need to crane it?" He goes, "Do you know what you've just ordered?" She said, "You had to cancel the order." <laughs> anyway, I said that. I know. I said that. To her. Um, you didn't order one of those ones that's going to grow really big that we can like sit on to ride. You know yeah. those those kinds of ones you see in Africa, uh, but it's not. It's not that. Right. Okay. It's only a little one. Yeah, yeah but why? I, I'm, I'm the biggest... I'll tell you why. Because she watched SEO Trot. Because the BBC, or whoever it was, who thought that they would make the Roald Dahl film, the Roald Dahl book into a film called SEO Trot, she watched that and said, oh, they're so beautiful. No. She was crying and Ted was there and it was this whole thing about, let's get a talk. No, no, I don't work for the BBC anymore, but I'm going to defend them by saying it is not the BBC's fault. It is not. It might not have been the BBC that made it. I don't know. Whoever made it, okay, it's not their fault. You have control over the exotic animals that you can buy. (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, I don't have control over the exotic animals Jen buys. Right, got you. Okay, so when... Right, all right. So when are we expected... When when are we expecting a bearded lizard? Yeah, BBC. (laughs) was BBC can't blame them when are we expecting a bearded lizard when are we going to see a um a grass snake what other are we going to see Ted a, did ask for a snake yeah I thought you might have what about a macaw that, that'll probably be on the list um by the way I, I, I'm not sure if I agree with all these 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 pets that should that, where's it kept what, what are you doing with it because remember people are going to be on your back it has a really nice like a box a box uh, that it lives in yeah where does it go outside of the box you you can put it outside in warm weather, right? Okay. Yeah. So really, wow! I mean, the, the cuddlers you must have with that must be brilliant. He's cute. Shut to be up. fair, it's cute. It is cute. Oh my! You, God. When you see it, you'll be like, oh yeah, that is cute. Well, it leads us nicely on. We're talking about animals. Um, we're going to be chatting to the cast of The Lion King, the musical later, uh, which is uh, Yakaya O'Shea and Shauna Scoffrey. So they play Mufasa and they play Simba. And um, it's, it's I'm amazing. Glad you were saying their names and not me. It's amazing. Well, actually, Yakaya, Kai for short, is, I, I call him Kai. That's, you know, he's, he's happy with that. And, oh, but, um, casual terms with this guy. I, I know, you know, I know him so well. Me and him, <laughs> we're, like, we're, we're like that. Uh, but there's some fascinating stuff that we, we, we talk about. And also the reason that they're on is because as a family, this is a dad podcast and, and, and being a family sort of podcast with an explicit rating, um, we, 
this is just the ultimate family musical that you should, you know, take your kids. Look, it's not cheap. We know that the theatres are not cheap. I get that. But, you know, like you save up for Christmas and stuff. You know, we had to, you know, we, we had to do the same. And it is just the most wonderful show, as you will hear later on in the podcast. Right. What are we doing now? We're going to have a confession, but I've got a lot. I've got not a lot to say, but I've got more to say on the taking the kids to the theatre. So we'll, we'll pin that for later. Oh. Let's do a confession. So it's the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. I'm JK, that's Al. It is time for a dad confession. This is where a dad seeks forgiveness from myself and Al uh, for, over, over his sins. Well, but sometimes they're not that bad. Sometimes they're, they're, they're terrible. What we got? Yeah. Well, this one was, this is, this is now, this is anonymous. But when I was reading it, I was like, why is this anonymous? If, I, if it were me, I'd own this. And then I read the last sentence. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> and, it, and I worked out, oh yeah, now that's uh, why right. it's anonymous. Um, so it's a cool guy. It's a good one. Uh, dear JK and Al. Uh, thanks so much for putting on another season. I am an avid listener and really enjoying that you guys are back. Thank you very much. Oh. Uh, n- not proud of this. But you did ask for a confession. (laughs) I used to work in the French Alps and shared a flat with another member of staff. He had a friend over for a cheap week skiing who slept in our living room. Needless to say, I didn't like the bloke at all, but managed to remain hospitable. On his last night of holiday, we all went out, starting at a mountainside bar and ending up in a place called Dick's Tea Bar. I had a skinful, as we all did, and in my drunken state... What's the tea bar called again? Dick's Dick's T bar. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> and in my drunken state, upon returning home, I mistook his suitcase for the loo, releasing my bladder of several pints, no solids. <laughs> Love that. No. Just to clarify, no. no solids. He had an early transfer to the airport the next morning, so had already packed, leaving said suitcase open in the hallway, ready to throw the last bits in it in the morning. When I got up in the morning, horrendously hungover, he was already gone, as was his suitcase. This would be bad enough, but through some crazy work of fate, I ended up marrying his sister-in-law. My wife is his wife's sister. (laughs) So now I have to see him all the time at family get-togethers. Needless to say, I still don't really like him, but knowing what I did makes spending time with him a little more tolerable. (laughs) God. Can you imagine being on that flight or in the in the like it, airport lounge? So do you reckon it was hand luggage or do you think it was in the hold? If it was hand luggage, I mean, like, that's even worse. And if your case is next bad. to it... Oh. Yeah. But also, like, surely the handlers, like the luggage handlers, must have been like, Jesus. Maybe sometimes <laughs> you just go, this smells of pee, and you think, well, maybe there's a yeah. dirty nappy in it by mistake, or maybe yeah. you just don't know. But, I mean, oh, look, it. when you've got to go... Getting home. Unpacking when you get home. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, no. Okay, so here's the, here's the question for you before we discuss whether we forgive this geezer or not, where is the uh, most unusual place you have pissed whilst being drunk? This is the thing. I couldn't tell you because I was drunk. I would have... Oh, no, I would genuinely have on. no idea. I, can, I remember once that I had to... I think I was on holiday. It might have been, it might have been Tenerife. And I was so, so desperate that I orchestrated... 
a, a we're at this this hotel. I orchestrated that we all quickly dived. This is how badly I needed to pee. I didn't even have time to go to the toilet. I orchestrated a like a, a, a quick dive in the pool. Let's all go in the pool. Let's all go in the pool. Come on, yeah. last one in is. Anyway, we we all kind of went in, and I just went. Uh, <sighs> so you're saying the swimming pool, a, a, a hotel swimming pool when were that's, you drunk. Extremely, and oh. you know when you know when you kind of you know how far it is to get to the toilet, and you know that you're not going to make it. It's that that kind of thing. Which now, being 46 years old, it, it it's it's a sad it's a sad time when you have yeah. to think about how much water you drink before you go to bed. You have to think about if you are in the theatre, <laughs> you've got to think Mate. about ah. Uh, what well, there's a, we're going to we're actually going to be chatting to um, Bob Gale, who is the creator of Back to the Future next week. I tell a story about needing a pee during that night. And remember when I went to watch Back to the Future, the musical, I was sat next to Bob Gale, the, you know, the, 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 the actual creator of Back to the Future. And there's a, there's a story there, which we talk about. So actually that, maybe that was the time that I, I didn't pee on him, but that was an embarrassing <laughs> moment. That would be unusual. I got Howard and pissed on Bob Gale. <laughs> Poor Bob. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't That'd want that. He doesn't want that. <laughs> what about you? Um, so, I mean, I've I've been loads of places, like in car parks or um, uh, like even just the side of our house. Um, we don't. Well, condone actually, this. I told, we don't. I've told this. this. No, I don't condone this. I've even told the story having about the creaky stairs. So, sometime in the morning, where I don't want to disturb anyone, instead of creaking up the stairs to wee. I will just piss in a pint glass and pour it down the sink. No, that's disgusting, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. I, I mean, no shame. No, no shame with me. You've got to think, it's not just that, you've got to think about the relationship. There's still got to be a bit of magic and a bit of mystery within the relationship. Yeah, but that's why I'm trying to keep her asleep. No, she but, know but still, well, she's going to hear this and she's going to know that the next time that she looks at a pint glass, which is on your bedside cabinet after you've had a bit of a night out and it's your, it's your drink because you're feeling hungover and thirsty, she's not going to look at it in the same way. <laughs> Especially if you accidentally put it back on the side do you true, think it's just true. apple and elderflower squash never never been mistaken well, uh, well I don't think I don't think it's happened disgusting um, so but also one of the funniest things I wasn't actually drunk because I was much younger but I I sl- used to sleepwalk I don't sleepwalk anymore I sleep talk now but I used to sleepwalk and one time my mum caught me as fast asleep trying to piss in the sink in the bathroom oh I have got a story about that sleepwalking <laughs> I have right. my, I, my when I was at school I used to stay over at my mate Luke Mills's house right and Luke was a he was a sleep sleepwalker and I remember waking up with him pointing in the wardrobe so his 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 no his, his mum and dad's wardrobe that's right I, he he sort of stirred me I went in we there the, his parents were away I went like Luke what are you doing and he was stood in the wardrobe peeing and he peed up um his dad's brand new suede uh, not Tommy Hilfiger what's the other American brand Ralph Lauren so it was a it was a suede Ralph Lauren jacket and there I just st- I saw him peeing on it but they, they say that you can't wake people up when they're sleepwalking you've got to do it really carefully yeah yeah you just have to kind of manipulate them and sleep peeing you don't want to sort of go oi Luke and him turn around he's peeing all over you you don't want that either no no. Uh, anyway, do we? Um, do anyway, we, I, I completely forgive this I guy. For, I forgive him. You only got to go. You I think it's go. great fun. Like if it wasn't, it, it, I mean, it is now more awkward. Now he's your sister-in-law's husband. Yeah, and you have to see him. Mm. But like that is, but that's just a lad's bants story from your skiing adventures. 
good. You are forgiven. If you have cool. a confession, make sure you go to thedadsnet.com and uh, submit your confession. And hopefully we will forgive you. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, right, coming up next, we are going to talk to uh, the guys who... Kai. Kai. My mate Kai. Your yeah, mate Kai. My mate. Not your uh, mate. My, my mate Kai. Don't start to nick in my mates, all right? I don't have many. <laughs> okay, all right. Encroach. Yeah. Encroaching. Um, we're going to speak to him next, but after I share my bulging box sets with you. bulging box set today so um what are you recommending that we watch all right so i've got three three good ones here but part of this is i can't completely remember what i did last week so one of these could well be doubled up fantastic <laughs> i'll tell you <laughs> so the first one so we split this into three like one is like the best ever like you can't miss it this has to be on your list of things to watch if you haven't if you have watched it this is on your list of things to re-watch and then we talk about an adult box set and then uh, one for the kids. So the best ever, you interrupted me last week because I said suits last week and you were like, eh, what a Breaking Bad. And I was, Breaking Bad is on this week's list. Okay. It is absolutely brilliant. And the, the measure is that Jen also loved it. It's the greatest box set that's ever been made. Ever. You can watch it with, with any... I mean, it's, it is wonderful. It but truly is wonderful. slow burner. You have to watch three or four episodes to really start getting into it. And I almost went, nah, nah, it's got to get me on the first or second episode at least. And at that time, I was watching like 24 and stuff. You know, 24 hooks you in straight away. It's amazing. Uh, Mate, 24 Honest boxing. to God, if you keep mentioning oh, is that that? next week's <laughs> stuff, I'm going to go mental. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, I'll with, change look, it. without doubt, Breaking Bad, the greatest number one box set that's ever been ever been made. We can stop this feature here if you want. No, because there are there, we, we, this first one is like the greats, okay. not the one great. All right, there are lots of greats. Come on, what else? Twenty-four, for example. All right, Breaking Bad. Um, did I mention Scandal last week? No. Okay, good. So Jen and I are watching Scandal. We haven't finished it yet, so I can't act full disclosure. It might end up really shit. But the first at least three, two thirds, maybe three quarters of this box set is really good. And we're both really enjoying it. It's about this lady who is a Washington, D.C. fixer. So all the politicians who have scandals happen, whether it's whatever kind of scandal, drugs, sex, whatever, she ends up fixing it uh, for them, whether or not it is making uh, like the optics better or how to spin it or whatever it is. She's kind of a fixer. But she's a really good. She's played by, I don't know who the actress is, but she's really good, very attractive. Um, which helps. So Kerry, I think, is it, is it Shonda Rhimes, is it maybe? You know, created she's by the, Shonda Rhimes writer, with yeah. Kerry Washington, Darby Stanchfield, Katie Lowe's, um, and Guillermo Diaz, a former yeah. wise. Yeah. Do you know what? It gets 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. It gets 7.7 really out of 10 on IMDb. It, it's yeah. really good because it goes quite deep. And, yeah, it's, and there's, a, there's, a lot, there's a lot of kind of... Um, storylines that run through it through the main storyline i have one big issue with it yeah as an american patriot that i am mm. um <laughs> if, that, if that makes sense oh, yeah. um uh i have a big issue with any president having sex on the resolute desk <laughs> in the oval office i have a big issue with that why it's sacred it's like sanctity no, that's it's, why you do it 
No, no, no it is. No. That's exactly why you do and, it. And also the amount of sex a president can have. I'm sorry, you've, he's busy. Well, you say that. He's you, busy. I mean, you look at the current president. Are you trying to tell me that he calls all the shots? Absolutely not. <laughs> He's a mouthpiece. There's lots of people going on behind there. If he wants to, the, if he wants to sit on I that desk the, and do whatever he wants to do, he can. He's got the time. There's other people that's running the, the country. With the greatest respect, the current president is nothing more than a paperweight. So, yeah. Like in his in that example, yes, there's lots of other people running around actually running the country. But in like this, in this, he's a young, like maybe forty year old. He definitely got the energy to run the country himself, and to have. But he's too busy sex on a desk, having a quickie. <laughs> no, he can do it both. He's got the energy, like you say. No, got, yeah. I'm sorry. It's just it's just not right. All right. It's just not right. Okay. There are certain places you should have sex, and certain places you shouldn't have sex. Mate, I th- I think there's no there's no place that you cannot have. I, 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 there's no rules. No rules. No. I mean, it's up there with an altar in a church. Like that's another place you shouldn't have sex. Uh. The resolute desk in. The Oval Office, not the place. Go and run the country, mate. That's that's my only my only kind of negative thing about it. Um, okay, and then my kids' recommendation. Yeah, and I think you have to be quite sh- like kids TV. I think you know a lot about this. Obviously, that's where you uh, your trade, isn't it? So yeah. Um, it, it's you have to kind of take some of it with a bit of a pinch of salt. Perhaps more so if it comes from America. Anyway, it's on. It's a Nickelodeon, but it's on. The first two seasons are on Netflix, and then the other ten seasons, because there's twelve, are on uh, Prime. Uh, but it's called Henry Danger, right? And it's silly. Like I will give you a word of warning. It's kind of silly, but it's a comedy. But it's actually really watchable for adults and kids. I probably would pitch it at five-year-olds and upwards is it like a superhero um, thing yeah it is there's these it's it's uh um uh captain man and kid danger uh captain man is indestructible kid danger is well he starts off with just being a sidekick like no powers at all but it's really it's really well done like it's fairly um y- yeah you've got to kind of keep in mind it's an american nickelodeon show oh it got cancelled really watchable oh. yeah after 12 seasons 2014 it started after 12 seasons and 121 episodes it came to an end on march 21st 2020 mm. right. but it was we it really good. enjoyed it looking at some of the images now it looks really good yeah it's 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 fun it there's nothing in it that makes you cringe or think oh god they shouldn't be watching this yeah like this is silly. Like, you know, there's some silliness, but it's fun. It's just lighthearted, really good fun. So um, we, we, Ted, Ted really enjoys it. And I'd recommend uh, you watching that as well. Fantastic. There you go. So I, I, this is where I can't mention any box hits now, because just in case I, you know, there's one ruined next week. Well, there's one that we're watching at the moment, which I think is the second greatest box set of all time. So you and you and Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. It's our favorite. Mime it to me. Mime it to me. I'll take my mic down. Sex and Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> that's no. that's honestly what you just mimed over FaceTime. We're just on like, like the Chinese whisper game, aren't we? <laughs> that's weird. Uh, just send me a text. I'll send you a text, James. It's, 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 it's the best thing ever. Okay, brilliant. Right, so um, should we do the interview? Yes, I'm excited. Okay, so um, this is one of the greatest musicals you can watch with your family full stop um that's the introduction it needs let's do the interview 
So, Sean and Kai, welcome to the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Uh, how are you all? All good, man. All good. Welcome to my son's bedroom. That's currently where I'm doing uh, <laughs> this interview from, uh, which is which is fantastic. Um, I'm going to show you something, which I've just taken off my son's wall. Wait there a second. Can you see that? Yes. Oh, look at that. Can you see oh, that? That's gorgeous. Now, let, let me explain. So, what that is, is that's, uh, that's Simba and Nala from the original film with the zebras and the, and the side. So, we did um, we did some work for Disney a long time ago. We went there sort of three years in a row, and I did the radio show from the Disney Studios. And one of the ladies said, um, we're, th- we're throwing out this picture here. It's, it's going. It's, this was off the original sort of uh, Disney Florida walls. Would, would your son like? I know he's a big fan of the Lion King. I was like, yeah, but I'm not quite sure how I'm going to get it back to the UK. Anyway, bless her. She sent it over. So that is all the way oh, from, wow. I know. And, and it's, it's pride of place on, on Noah's wall. He absolutely adores it. So as you can tell, as a family, we're massive fans of the Lion King. Cool. <laughs> That's priceless though. That is, I tell you. It is. That's what I thought as well. I've told him many times I want to sell it, but he, apparently he's not very happy about oh. that. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, uh, so let me let me explain. So first of all, we're talking to Kyosha. You play Simba in the Lion King, the musical at the Lyceum Theatre. Yes. And Kai, this how long have you been playing Simba for now? Um, so not very long, only since the 29th of July when we opened. And now let's and Sean. So Sean, your background's um, a little bit different. So am I right in thinking you originally started off being like a soul and R and B singer? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was always my um my intentions, you know. Um musical theatre and theatre it wasn't even on my radar. And um I um you know, so my, my like I said, my background was kind of writing, composing, singer, songwriter, soul singer, all of that kind of stuff. And then um there was an open audition um in the in a newspaper. Um, for Mama Wanna Sing with Shaka Khan in it. And I was a huge fan of Shaka Khan. So I thought, you know what? In fact, it was my mum that said, listen, go, you know, you never know. Just have a, um, you know, have a go. This theatre, but just have a go. So I went and, um, had the, you know, went for the audition. I got a part in the ensemble. And then that was kind of it. I've kind of been doing music and theatre and music and theatre for the last how many years now? So from from being a, a, a British soul and R&B singer to playing Mufasa in The Lion King, the musical. Yeah, <laughs> tell me, a, a real contrast. You know, people often ask me, and they say, you know, well, um, Sean, you know, where do you go, you know, as in, you know, would you prefer, you know, you know, singing on stage and, you know, with your band or whatever, or, you know, musical theatre? And, you know, I love them both. You know, I love, and I love the, 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 the character of Mufasa. I love, the, you know, the, basically he's iconic. He's a king, he's a ruler, he's a husband, he's a father. And there's, there's loads of things that I kind of identify with that character. You know, so the transition was a, a very smooth one and a very natural one for me. And also, you, you need to have the voice. Let's be honest. If you're going to play Mufasa, you've you've got to have the voice. Um, oh mate, yeah, you know, I'm I'm still working on it. <laughs> no, no, no. Genuinely, no. I looked at my wife when you when you did your first line in the musical, and I and we had that little nod to say, yeah, he's all right. He's got it. He's got the voice. He's he's got it. He, he knows he's got it. He's got it. So Kai, can you remember the first time that you saw the Lion King, the movie? Can you remember that? 
oh gosh, no, I think I would have been about like six years old. But I, I remember my mum tells me very fondly. She's like, "Yo, Kai, I used to tell you all the time, just put the put the VHS down because I would I would watch that <laughs> film on repeat. It is one of my all time favorites, you know, to watch. Um, nowadays, though, I'm, I get very sensitive when you know it gets to the Mufasa, you know, Mufasa's passing. But I am like, oh gosh, it's it's really a lot. It really affects me, and you know. The the, the the film that when you when you showed me that picture that your son has in his room, I was like, I know exactly what moment that is. That's during um, just can't wait to be king yeah. when they're running between all the animals. <laughs> uh, you know, I absolutely adore that film. And can you remember the first time you saw it, Sean? Um, no, I can't. To be honest with you, you know, the, and the, what? I, think the reason was <laughs> I, <laughs> I watched it so many times. You know what I mean? so, so the first time's a blur. But the thing is, you know, we, like I said, it was me and my sister, and we watched that film so many, like I said, like Kai was saying, the VHS was worn out, you know? <laughs> it was yeah. worn out. And, and I think what it is, it's just that thing of, you know, it just it identifies with everybody. And, you know, as young kids as well watching it, it um, you know, we kind of just drew on the story and, you know, the... The, the, the kingship and Africa and the whole thing. We just kind of identified with it in such a different way, you know? And and I think that's why it's so loved throughout the world as well, because everyone can take something from the story. It's not it's just the it's not just the visuals though, is it? The music is like a, a massive part of of the Lion King, and I for me it's memories of and like you know a bit like you, Sean. I can't remember the first time I saw it, but um, because obviously we are a lot older than than Kai. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I you know, yeah, 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 which is true. Um, but I do remember for me now with my kids, like if it's a Saturday or it's a Sunday, there is nothing better for me than to be I don't know making lunch or or making dinner, and in the background to hear in the living room that the Lion King is on in the background the music yeah. is playing it's it's not just a film it's a feeling it, it just yes. it's a wholesome family feeling and any actually yeah. to be honest with you any Disney film like that I could put the Disney channel on and any movie that comes on Beauty and the Beast whatever it is and I think that's what I love so much about this film about Disney in general that that feeling of 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 anything's possible magical wholesome yes. family moment yes yes I think every member of the family is represented in the film as well. So there's something mm -hmm. for everybody to, to come away with. You know, you can see yourself. Uh, I mean, when I was younger, I saw myself absolutely in Simba. But, you know, my dad's watching it and seeing himself in, in Mufasa as the king of our family. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's something in it for absolutely everyone. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, the music as well, you know, it just kind of, it, no matter who you are, where you, you kind of go, oh, yes, I remember that. No, no, it's a gun. Even as soon as you hear it, you go, oh, yeah, you know, I remember where I was when I first heard that, you know. And like you said, and everybody knows, especially that opening sequence, they know that, you know, they, yeah. they know them notes, they know that voice. Let's yeah, talk about just, the opening yeah. sequence. We don't want to give it away. I know, I know a lot of people, because the Lion King, you know, the musical has been going for so long as well. We were in the middle of a row, we were in the stalls, so there was me, my wife, and uh, our son and daughter were, were between us. And either side, pretty much like us, kids, mums, dads. The opening scene, when it happened, I scanned across, and I did this every time that I went, I did it. I scanned across every single person in our row were crying. The tears were there. And that's the opening scene. <laughs> you know, I see it all the time. And I remember one, I mean, one time there was a lady, and she, she came backstage after the show. 
you know, a stage door. And she, again, she was in tears. And uh, and I was like, oh gosh, we really messed up this one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't a good show today. <laughs> and she turned around and she said, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, she goes, I'm crying. These are happy tears. She goes, but, you know, I'm gutted that I'll never get to experience that for the first time ever again. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, boom, that just, that is that in a nutshell. That first scene, that first, the opening scene in Lion King is that in a nutshell. It's, 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 it's breathtaking. It really and is. And supernatural. It really is. I've got, look, I've got goosebumps just talking about it. Genuinely. There you go. Look, mm. Goosebumps. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Kai, when when you did you see it as a musical? Obviously, I, I imagine you did. Did you have that similar sort of feeling when you when you saw that opening scene? Yes, when I watched it in, I can remember vividly when I watched it um, for the first time. And actually, I watched it for the first time from the um, Royal Circle. Oh. And I remember looking down on the stalls and seeing all the animals coming through the aisles. I was like, the next time I book, I'm going to be in the stalls <laughs> because the the atmosphere was just like. It's like no other opening to a show that I'd ever seen before. You know, the animals coming down the aisles, the antelopes singing from the boxes, you know, Rafiki on stage bringing everything to life and then culminating in that, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Like, shakes, yeah. The whole, shakes the whole thing. I've got goosebumps now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it just, it like... To, to, to start there, right, for the level of the show to start there, where people are crying, people are laughing, people are beaming, and then to con- and you're like, we haven't even... No, the, the pressure's like, on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We haven't started yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just builds and builds and builds. Like, yeah, it, honestly, it's it, for me, it's one of the best intros to a musical I've ever seen. Totally agree. 100%. 100%. Totally agree. So we're talking about tears in the opening scene. Let's talk about... Um, when you first got together after the pandemic, because another, again, you guys had us in tears. So me and my, my co-host of the radio show, Kelly Brooke, she sent me this via Insta. She DM me and said, you've got to see this. You've got to see when the cast get together for, for the Lion King, the musical in London, you've just got to look at it. So opened it again. You make me cry. That, that whole day. Right. And I, I had goosebumps from start to finish. Cause we, that was the rehearsed reading of the show. Um, and like, I, I came away from it feeling like a changed man, you know, because mm-hmm. there was a, one magical thing about theatre in general, but incredible that I really experienced on that day was that everybody was keyed into telling exactly the same story in exactly the same moment. So we were all riding the crest of the emotion um, of all of us coming back together again, singing together mm-hmm. again in the same room. When Guguana, um, you know, <laughs> went to start, but then had to, you know, stop and take a moment. Yeah so that we can yeah. start again. I've got goosebumps again just thinking about that. Because yeah, me too. That, can I get a coat? The- <laughs> <laughs> that was like, that was all of our experiences. You know, we, we've been deprived of this feeling of like sharing in creativity and telling stories for such a long time that to finally be able to tell a story, to tell this story and to sing, ah, sing yeah. every time. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and and like and like like I was saying, it's, it, even the video doesn't actually capture what was actually happening in the room, you know. Because yeah. like I said, when the when the ensemble kind of just started to sing, remember Kai, and it was like a whoosh of these of just voices, and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I remember what this this I remember this. And then on top of that, like you said, it was a mixture of gratitude. It was a mixture of just you know what I mean just. Uh, you know, just loving the room. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. 
It was yeah. unbelievable. And like you said, leaving that we, we were changed. It was like, wow, this is more than just the musical. And I know we're saying it, we're in it and we love it, but this is more than just a musical, man. It's yeah. It has to be, you have to come and experience it to understand what we're actually talking about. Mm. Yeah. When there's a famous person in the audience and you know there's a famous person in the audience, maybe even mem- you know the original cast, maybe you know Matthew Broderick or whoever it is, wh- how do you guys feel? Is there pressure? Do you just not think about it? Do they not tell you until after? How does it work? Uh, so for, for me, uh, like if I, if I know someone's in, right, immediately it goes into my head of like, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. But then I remember like, <laughs> you have to like root yourself in the fact that like like i was saying earlier you're all telling the same story and in that moment the, you know the audience sort of fall away because the story and all of that creativity that you're sharing on stage is what is so important i, I remember um this is not on the lion king topic but when i was on another show and i was performing at the oliviers and obviously the audience was full of um <laughs> no pressure <laughs> of famous people yeah. i remember seeing on the monitor um dame judy dench was sat out <laughs> Uh, and I like my legs immediately turned to jelly. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Just, just tell the story, Kai. Just tell the story, and you will survive." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sean, you must have. There must have been some people in the in the audience when you when you performed. Yeah, I'll tell you. Oh, we've had some mega stars come to see the show. Mega. I mean, they like said dance. Oh, Elton John, tons. You know, and like you said, like Kai was saying, you kind of have to talk to yourself. And kind of go right in it. It's just a normal show. Just do what you normally do, you know, and, and just get on that. Even um, in the first show that I ever did as well, because Shaka Khan was in the show, the the, the myriad like um, Luther Van Dross came, Stevie Wonder, Prince, wow. you name it, they came to see the show. And The Lion King is exactly like that. Big stars. Yeah. And like you said, so you have to kind of talk to yourself and go, you know what? It's a normal show because if not, you listen. You just turn yourself crazy. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah, especially these people that you've looked up to since you was young. You know, you kind of Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross for you, yeah, yeah. I was walking up the stairs and Luther was walking up. I was like, uh, uh, proper stupid. Honestly. Hi, Luther. Very embarrassing. Your Mufasa voice went, didn't it? Hi, Luther. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Vandross. Are you, are you kidding me? Are you saying he plays Mufasa? Not a chance. <laughs> Never. <laughs> it's too high pitched. Oh, it's because he's just met you, mate. That's why. <laughs> Sean, am I right in thinking as well that you were? Did you do martial arts? Is that right? Yeah. Oh gosh, mate. I'm a I'm a fanatic. I'm an absolute fanatic. So yeah, started off doing karate as a kid. Then moved on to Thai boxing and boxing and wrestling. And now my passion is um, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a mate yeah. who loves a bit of that. Yeah, he's, I think yeah. he's, he's, but he's like, my, well, his name, his name's Simon. We call him Dogger. That sounds weird. Yeah. It's because he fought, he used to fight like a dog because he, he does all this ultimate fighting. But I think he, he's yeah. like 56 now and he's still doing it. I'm like, mate, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. The thing is though, you know, with, with uh, Jiu-Jitsu, you can kind of go in as hard as you want to and kind of, you know, so, you know, so you can, it, it's something that you, it's not you can carry on till you're you know in your 90s easy yeah. easy yeah. easily but it keeps you very fit keeps you very you know mentally strong and you know i think it's one of the best things to do as a martial art without a doubt 
I think I might just stick to going to the theatre, but but thanks for the for the speech. I mean, <laughs> uh, let's quickly talk about another one of of, of my favourites. Um, uh, I don't want you two to get jealous now. Uh, Scar, George Esprit. Now, George, I think has been there for a very long time. Am I right in thinking? I'm pretty certain the last times that I've I've been, and that's like years and years and years ago. It was it was George. Is that correct? Yes, it would have been George. Wow. We started at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's about thirteen years. Another uh, and another pressure role, isn't it? Really? Well, they're all pressured roles. Let's be honest. But again, mm-hmm. to yeah. get Scar, and again, we were talking about voices earlier. But to get the voice, you know, and yeah. to kind of be the bad guy, there is a bit of pressure. Yeah, there. yeah. and the thing is, he's very good at it. I'm not sometimes I said to George, you're too good at this, you know. You're too good at it. <laughs> too good. He, he like, his, his famous line is, you know, I'm not bad, I'm just misunderstood. You know, but yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's amazing. And he like he said, you know, he you know, working alongside Kai and working alongside myself, he's the perfect bad guy. Kai, you agree, right? Yes, a hundred percent. I remember the like the first time I did the scenes with him in rehearsals, and his voice immediately just unnerved me in a way that made my character come alive in a different way. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can you can look at a script and you know you can think of all the different ways somebody might throw something at you, but when I was in the room with him, he's got such an incredible intensity as Scar, mm. you know, and, and, to, and he's still fine, you know, after 13 years doing the show, it's still mm. new, it's still fresh, it's still, yeah. you know, he's like, oh, that was really interesting. You know, it's, yeah, it's a real pleasure to work with him. He's, yeah. he's incredible. Yeah. 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 Um, a few a few quick fire questions. These are off the top of my head, so I haven't prepared anything, so they might not be that quick fire, <laughs> but let's wait and see. They're the best ones. They're the best yeah, ones. Well, 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 we'll wait and see. So, um, uh, Kai, your favourite song in the lion king shadowland it just it, it janique is incredible right but that song gets underneath it like it just gets under my skin um it's so powerful because we we can all relate especially after the the time that we've had you know you know i i will return theater will return mm-hmm. i will return to my way of life it's just it's beautiful yeah sean what about you um, definitely the the opening song no Oh, I've got goosebumps again, Sean. You've done it again. <laughs> oh, man. The thing is, and the reason why, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sitting on the, in, on the rock with, um, with, um, with my, my queen, Sarabi, and, you know, and no matter what mood I'm in, if I'm a little bit low and I need a bit of energy and I hear that first note, I'm like, it just, it just energises me. It kind of goes, right, we're ready. We're, 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 getting, we're beginning, you know, but, and, but it's also the way it's sung and the way it's, you know, it's delivered. Oh my gosh, you know, and Gugwan, yeah. like you said, was just piercing and every night it just gets me going. So yeah, that's definitely my favourite song on the show. And the great thing is no one, you know, no one probably knows the words that much, but you can all have a go at it, can't you? That's what I love about it. Everyone does their own sort yeah. of, you know, imitation of it, which is, and actually in the, in, the, in the past, if the kids have been in the car and I've got to wake them up, you know what kids are like, they're grumpy when you try and wake them up after a car journey. Mm-hmm. Their necks are hurting. They're like, <laughs> they've done all this. <laughs> Not just kids, mate, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but now what I do to wake them up and try and wake them up in a positive sort of happy way i will play that song that's how i wake the kids up yeah. in the car quickly get it on yeah. press it and they're, they're like they are like little meerkats they yeah. go oh, yeah. oh <laughs> are we here yet daddy all <laughs> oh, right uh what's your favorite scene kai in in the lion king to to, to actually perform oh oh that's Ooh. tough um or the, um i would say the scene um where um i return to pride rock and i confront scar and scar 
turns it on me and you know walks me up there yeah. walks me up the yeah. rock and then it, it's just there's so much to play with as an actor but then it is so epic and you know yeah there's there's so much to chew through it's great yeah, yeah. sure yeah, um, my first scene with Scar, right at the beginning, when I asked him why he wasn't at, you know, the, the presentation. And I think the reason why, like Kai said, as an actor, is there's so much to kind of chew into, you know? And, uh, and uh, it kind of sets up our characters. You know, Scar's character sets up my character, and it kind of sets the tone throughout the whole show, yeah. you know, for me. So, yeah, that's, yes, that's my... That's my favourite scene. It's as we just, as we mentioned earlier, you know, there, there are so many scenes, aren't there? And it, it's very difficult mm-hmm. to to choose one. And it just and it, and the scenes keep coming, and because you know them so well, you genuinely can't wait for the next scenes. And that's why the opening scene, you think, hang on, that's amazing. You can't it can't get better than this. Well, you know it can because you know the movie very well. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the remake for me was the the live remake was just took it took it to another level. The, yeah. the Jungle Book remake was fantastic, and you think, oh, how's this gonna sort of and and Kelly and I went to, we went to a screening actually because we had um, we had Seth on the show and we had oh uh, Billy Billy Eichner Billy Billy yeah I mean what a funny what a funny man we had them on the show so the mm. pressure was kind of on but that right. remake was just outstanding absolutely amazing and I love yeah. how they kind of made the the, the animals so majestic. You know, Simba is majestic, Mufasa majestic, and it just, I was like, ooh. Yeah. You know, it just really captured the Lion King. It really did. It really did. Yeah. It really did. Um, I know we're running out of time. Seriously, guys, I am so, so happy to have spoken to you. I'm, I'm very grateful to speak to you as well after seeing the show. Oh, my pleasure. Um, right. Do you want to give it, do you want to give it the full, the full plug? Who, who wants to do it? Who, who wants the pressure? You go, you go. No, I, hey, Sean, Sean I'm, I haven't got the experience you have. I'm going to let you do the plug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Um, listen, I mean, whoever's listening and, you know, for all the listeners out there, please come and see The Lion King. It's, it's something that will actually change your life and something you'll never forget. The music, the vibrancy of it, the spirituality, the colours. And of course, the story. And we as actors, we put 100% in. You know, we love doing what we do. And, you know, so, you know, so responsibility on our shoulders is great. But, you know, but it's pure love. Please come and see it. Please come and see us. You know, you won't be disappointed. I guarantee that the opening scene, you will cry. Honestly, I'm a 46-year-old man. The floodgates are open. I can't close them. That's my excuse, but you will cry. Kai and Sean, thank you so much for chatting to us and um, have a lovely run. Lovely. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. I never used to be a, a musical theatre kind of guy. Never used to. I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't. It just wasn't my thing. You know. You know me very well. It wasn't my thing. Do you mean watching or performing? Like? Watching, not performing. Um, you know, I haven't got a musical bone in my body. I play the music. I, I, you know, I don't sing the music. Uh, and I just, I've, it's all changed for me now. I love musicals don't get me wrong i'm not talking the heavy stuff i, I couldn't do a les mis i couldn't do a miss saigon I, I, I haven't got the attention span or probably the intelligence for that but when it comes to like family musicals and i i just love it and if you've never seen the lion king on stage um it's it's like it's a bucket list thing it really really is please go and take your family and see it yeah, and and this is the thing we, you know we were saying earlier that the the theatre is expensive, but I've no doubt that every family more or less spends money 
in worse ways. Yeah. And I think if you, I, like for me, taking the kids to the theatre, you know, once a year even at Christmas or yeah. whenever you want to do it, birthdays, whatever, I think is worth saving up for throughout the year. You know, even if we said, right, we're going to stop that subscription to whatever it is that we don't really use and saving £7 a month or eight ten pound a month whatever it is and just banking it mm. by the end of the year you've got a hundred quid or over a hundred quid to take you and the kids or whatever it goes a long way to getting getting to the theater i think it's really worth it yeah and it's if, really special and also if you if you book up front you can get deals and stuff like this if you go into like so obviously you know we're, we're based sort of in the london area but if you go into like you can get these ticket offices and they they do cheaper deals and you know and, and you can go for seats which aren't as expensive and and things like that mm. but it's just such a magical thing to do and it's the whole thing it's the it's the driving there it's the getting on the train it's the going maybe you know just even if you go to mcdonald's beforehand or whatever it is you know it's 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 a feeling it's an experience and it's lovely so yeah and yeah. thank you for to, to kai and to uh, to sean for chatting to us and and talking to us about you know the lion king uh, the musical so yeah wicked next week it's a back to the future special we are chatting to bob gale the creator well i should say co-creator with rob zemeckis those are the two guys that came up with back to the future we have a back to the future chatting to him next week i'll go and watch the film it's mad that it's, it's mad because I, I mean I've, I've seen bits of the films but i need to refresh it because i haven't seen it in ages and my brother was a big fan but the, to do a Back to the Future special with the creator of such a cult I know. movie is insane. Like yeah. I think we need to re. I think we need to go to town with this and find out how, how- I embarrassed myself uh, with Bob when I was watching Back to the Future the musical and he was sat next to me. Oh wow! We'll find out that story next week. As and, Bo- and Bob just discusses- to clarify, it's n- it's not because you pissed on him. I didn't pee on him. No, not Good. at all. Not one bit. <laughs> uh, right. Thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget the dadsnet.com if you have um, anything that you want to share anything that you want to maybe you know maybe you need a, another dad to have a chat to whatever that is you know if it's just you want to have a chat about i don't know ps5 gaming or if you you're finding it hard at the moment and maybe you're struggling what well, we, we you know there are people there that have gone through everything that you're probably going through right now so it's a really nice safe space to to go and chat about things goodbye you like that didn't you, you like that that was nice. Yeah, As you were talking that, I was just wondering whether I could mention the free beer that we're actually giving away at Dad's at the moment. Oh, what free beer is that, Al? Oh, well. If you, if you want to sign up, if you're still listening, because most people switch off by right at the end of the podcast. But if you're still listening, you can, uh, Dad's Net has got an offer where you can sign up to become a premium member for three ninety nine. And if you do that, then uh, we've teamed up with Beer52, mm. who are offering your first crate of beer completely free. So it's like 10 cans of beer plus a few snacks, completely free. You have to pay postage. It's only like, I think it's about five quid or something. So you pay postage and you get you get really nice beers from all around the world. Like it's not just, they're not just giving you like 10 cans of Stella. They're giving you really nice beers. I would be happy with Stella. But that's and even fine. if you then cancel your subscription after that, which I think is fine to do that. <laughs> you want a salesman you are. Yeah, but I don't care. But get your free beer. Like, or, or is, I mean, I say free. You still have to pay postage. So people are like, oh, it's not actually free, is it? It's like, it's the closest thing to free beer you can get. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You're getting 10 Come cans on. for five quid. You know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> yes. Okay. Shit to your door. You don't have to leave the house. Come right. on, people. Anyway, the offer's there. Stop that. You're getting slightly angry now. <laughs>